We built this city. We built this city on spoiling movies. It's Spoiler City, and we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Everybody, welcome back to your new favorite podcast. It's a new year and we have a new show for you. That's right, gang. It's Spoiler City. We're here to talk about the Spider-Man, but I can't do it by myself. Miles, how are you? I am fantastic. We are talking about one of my favorite movies of 2021. What year are we in? Yeah, it's 22 now. Yeah. <laughs> We live in the future, it, it, Miles. It, it, it's been a long <laughs> pandemic. In in some parts of my brain, it's still 2020. <laughs> yeah, 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 huh? Um, it has been well, a... I, I have literally been like, oh, yeah, but we did go to PAX, you know, a year and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, it's been almost two years um, yeah, of actual lockdowns and things like that. At this time, two years ago, we were starting to hear about this weird thing going on in China, and it's like... Ah. Uh, anyway i don't want to yeah, talk yeah. about th- 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 this is not a current events podcast <laughs> yeah i don't want to talk about that because we talk about that all the time what i do want to talk about is spider-man no way home and let's let's just do a little non-spoiler bit for because i know this uh, speaking of that pandemic there's a lot of people who are still uh cautious about going back out into the world because this was only in theaters and are trying to avoid as many spoilers as they possibly can we are not going to spoil anything until the spoiler siren goes off. Uh, Miles, remind me to add a spoiler siren in post. Um, <laughs> spoiler siren's a good idea. I should. We've been done. We've done spoiler casts for a decade, and I've never thought of a spoiler siren. That. Yeah. Okay. We also used to have sound effects and a soundboard. Yeah, that, we that should might... probably bring that back this year. Uh, let, so let, that... let, let, let this be the year of the soundboard return. So that that is actually something that I'm actively thinking about because I have a way to do it now that is a little easier. But I'll talk to Miles about that off air anyway. So Spider-Man No Way Home, of course, a sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home itself, a sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's take on Spider-Man starring Tom Holland as the titular Spider-based hero and his friends uh, Ned and MJ as they go on an adventure. Uh, This has been the highest grossing movie of the last two years. Uh, It is now the eighth highest grossing film of all time. It has surpassed one point five billion dollars worldwide. And who? boy howdy where do we begin so i i think we i guess uh if we're if we're not doing spoiler stuff quite yet um we should start off with how have you found the mcu iteration of spider-man because i don't i don't think we did a spoiler cast for either movie did we we might have done one for homecoming back in the day i don't honestly remember um because it's been several years ago now uh, but as as things come down to it when it comes to our our uh, web-based heroes. I have always thought that uh, the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, uh, uh, Tobey Maguire, he was a good Peter Parker, not a great Spider-Man when it comes to performance. Mm-hmm. I thought that Andrew Garfield 
the amazing Spider-Man movie actor always felt like he wasn't the best Peter Parker, but he was a really great Spider-Man uh, as far as the he got the quippiness. He got the the kind of jokiness and things like that. Oh, no, knives. My one weakness. Uh, that's, that's such a great scene that from that. That was like the preview for that amazing Spider-Man movie back in the day. It's a shame that those movies weren't really great. Otherwise, I, I go to bat for those movies and I, I will. We'll, 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 stay we'll, we'll we'll talk about it in a second yeah but um but, but tom holland spider-man i have always felt is the best of both worlds he is to me right now the best on-screen spider-man that we have had in live action in live action yeah i said it spider-verse still my go-to spider-man uh project um although I, although you could still argue the peter parker spider-man i think he's still the best one I don't know, dude from uh, Spider-Verse is pretty good. <laughs> oh, uh, what, Nick from, uh, from New Girl? New Girl, yeah. Uh, Jake Johnson, uh, no, is that his name? He's good for, for being that kind of a Spider-Man. But in terms of your... Honestly, your Captain Kirk, Kirk, uh, New Kirk, uh, Chris Pine was good in, in that movie, too, as the, the other Spider-Man. For like the two minutes that he was in the movie, <laughs> I was I liked it. I I, I, I liked I, it too. But I, I I tend to so what what you just said it tends to be the the popular uh, opinion, I guess. That tends to be the general consensus is that people like uh, Toby as Peter, Andrew as Spidey, and Tom as both. Um, I I yeah, some real hot takes we've come up with on this episode so far. <laughs> yeah, um, I liked Toby as neither uh andrew as both so here's the thing i don't dislike toby mcguire as a person or an actor or as a person as far as i know i just don't think he was the right fit he did what what they did do and i I think what a lot of comic book fans did really like about that is a lot of that movie did look like the john ramitas senior type of artwork come to life and for better for worse and and so for me it just didn't always work i liked those movies a lot when they came out um, but I always thought that they just wrote Peter poorly. I don't even know if it was Toby's fault, honestly, because they they start them out in really it, when they're at uh, Empire State University. Like he, they have that one brief little bit when they're high schoolers. But Toby's mostly kind of a an older, older Spider-Man. Well, and, I feel like the first movie was all about any. But anyway, that's the past. Don't talk about the past. Let's talk about the present. We're setting it up. We're setting talk up. We're having a Spidey conversation because we have a Spider-Man that has been in six movies. He's done way more movies than any of the other spiders previous because he was uh, in Civil War. Uh-huh. He was in. Uh, 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 he's been in th- three, basically three Avenger movies and three Spider-Man movies. Yeah. So he's 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 gotten three yeah, I, whole I count movies. Civil War as an Avengers movie. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's basically an Avengers movie that they called it Captain America. Civil War is kind of weird. It was directed by the Avengers directors. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so what? what <laughs> so so. Let's end our non spoilery talk, because I want to to just say, yeah, we got we got to We got to get in this. And because there's some stuff I want to talk about, yeah, even from the in- intro that I want to talk about. So sound the klaxon. So so last ditch effort. I understand that I know everybody wants to see this movie. It's it's a hugely popular movie, and most people who want to see it are going to see it. We both loved it. Spoiler warning: we love the movie, and we really just wanted an excuse to talk about it. Uh, So this is where we are going to do that 
Spoiler siren. Spoiler siren. That was awful. That was awful. Okay, spoilers from here on out. Spoiler siren. I thought you were just going to add in a special effect. I didn't know that was going to happen. Oh, Miles. They oh, don't, no. I, they, I pushed a button and that was what I had recorded. No, it's not. I watched it. I watched oh, it unfold. It was terrible. No, I just, I mimed it. I mouthed it. Uh, forever unclean. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking so, of things being forever unclean, we have to talk about the very beginning of this movie because we're not, we're going to, we're not going to talk about this movie in order. We just, we're going to talk about the scenes that resonated with us and how cool this stuff was and all the stuff that we wanted to talk about for like, a month now so yeah because we've barely talked about it even in the cosmic crit discord because you know it's not fun when you have like an entire conversation that is redacted yeah redacted (laughs) spoiler tags uh so um this movie obviously takes picks up right from the end of spider-man far from home where Mm -hmm. jay jonah jameson has revealed spider-man's identity to the world and that is maybe the first new, like the 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 opening scene, which is so fun of suddenly Peter Parker <laughs> swinging around New York City with MJ and all of a sudden an international terrorist. <laughs> yeah. And I I mean, obviously, they, they have their own uh, whatever in real life, but the chemistry that Tom Holland and Zendaya have is just electric and her performance as MJ is so good. And especially in that moment where she's acting scare, who's, you know, she's usually this kind of uh, quick witted, you know, tough, no nonsense, kind of sarcastic girl scared out of her mind because she's completely out of her element. She's hanging on to, to Peter flying through the New York skyline. And, my favorite part of that is when they land on the on the bridge. <laughs> Such and a good scene. <laughs> Peter's like, dude, dude. And like he's like flipping on his own, like because you know he's got the balance and everything. And they, and then you just hear, dude, and the pa- the camera pans over to her, and she is like flipping out that she's on top of this bridge. <laughs> it's just great. It's great comedy. It's great. It's great character work. I. It's a great setup because. I was really worried with how they were leaving things with, with the the end of Homecoming. Yeah. Or the end of uh, Far From Home. Uh, Far From Home. And because I was I've I was after Civil War, I was or during Civil War, I was never a big part of Peter revealing his identity. I I don't like everyone knowing that Peter is Spider-Man. I've never it's, been a big fan of it. I mean, that's why the infamous comic No Way Home happened. Not No Way Home. Uh, uh, no, brand uh, one new more day. day one more day oh brand new day one more day yes um oh, it was one more day the new one that just came out so one more day is the story in which things happen brand new day is the, the the story after when they start with peter and everyone forgets that he's spider-man okay okay Can't remember. so it's it's late this this obviously does a much better job with that story i mean a story that was kind of so infamous that it has been the butt of comic fans for almost 20 years now and uh one that the writer wanted his name taken off the book because (laughs) he was basically forced to write it and he said this is this breaks all the rules of fantasy i don't want to do it um well so so there's there's two sides of that coin because the comics obviously a little different by the point in the comics where this where this 
and we're obviously talking about the the memory erasure of everybody knowing who uh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. In the comics, you had decades of character development that was washed away. In this, you also have Peter Parker making a deal with the literal devil to do it. <laughs> uh, the Mephisto the wasn't more, in the, the moral shows. compass of <laughs> Marvel is making a deal with Mephisto. I just I can't think of Mephisto without thinking Mephisto did it in every moment of the last uh, year and a half of, of DC Disney Plus properties. Anyway, uh, so yes. but I do want to say that while, you know, I, I'm. I think it's a little silly that Peter goes to Stephen Strange to find like get a spell and also that Stephen Strange doesn't have a spell that's just perfect. Like, oh, he probably could have if 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 Strange had just like stopped for five seconds and listened to what Peter needed before just casting a spell, maybe he would have been like this whole thing could have been avoided. But well, keep in mind, Stephen Strange in the MCU is still a little bit of a rookie himself. I I loved that they refer that Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme. Supreme and not Stephen Strange because Stephen Strange disappeared for five years because he was snapped, <laughs> yeah. which is a great it's, moment. It's fantastic. But but I, I do want to focus on the reason why. And this is what I love about the Spider-Man. He does. He's not trying to protect himself. He's trying to protect MJ and Ned because by their association with Spider-Man, because uh, the other side of things is that people believe Mephisto and all of this stuff, which is like it's tech, it's perfect Mephisto. Mysterio. Not Mephisto. Thank you. Perfect Mysterio, uh, who who presumably dies at the end of of Far From Home after, you know, all of this stuff. But Mysterio's whole deal is that he is manipulative and he uses, you know, he he's manipulating the people's of the special effects and things like that and obviously there are people that believe that uh and say mysterio was right and all of these things and i think that that works in the context of it just because it's it's it makes sense the guy was manipulative it's it works. they also do a good job to kind of make little micro commentaries on conspiracy theorists uh i love that hannibal burris character is a mephisto supporter yes <laughs> It's, it's hilarious it's so great and so they, they add that element and the the great thing about this movie is it understands and because a lot of movies don't do this it understands how much it needs to give you of things being bad for peter in this this aspect you know because some movies would have done this almost the entire film and this this kind of focuses in on the first 15 25 minutes of the film you also get the glorious cameo of Matt Murdock as Peter's lawyer clearing his name. <laughs> I love that with a great little what I consider a kind of a stinger for the future of that character, because someone tosses a brick in the uh, Parker's window and Matt catches it without even looking at the brick. No one no one notices but Peter, because Peter's like, how did you do that? <laughs> and what was his response? I'm a very, very good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i'm so happy to see charlie cox again and this they all but confirmed this was happening because about a week before 
the movie was released, they did announce that Charlie Cox would reprise his role as Daredevil in the in future Marvel projects. They were very careful with their words, but do you remember when the the teasers and the trailers came out and people were comparing Charlie Cox's arms to the arms of someone you saw in the trailer that just like, oh, it's Charlie Cox's arms, it's Charlie Cox's arms. And Charlie Cox came out and said, dude, those are not my arms. Turns out they weren't his arms, but he was still in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie, Ca- Charlie Cox navigated the the PR beautifully. He like d- he that did is better exactly than some other kind of person. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that is, actually, Tom Holland's gotten so much better, but um, he is someone who knows exactly how to, to kind of answer a question, not answer it at all and still make everyone happy. And uh, I, I, I love that. And so just to see him and I'm not going to spoil any other MCU thing, but just to see the, the things that have been present in the Netflix Marvel shows kind of still exist is very, very nice. Yes. And it, I mean, for example, Krista hasn't seen Daredevil. And so she didn't understand why sitting next to me, I was like, just giddy. I was like, oh, yes, yes. And she's so, like, I don't know who this man is. So, He's got sunglasses on. Is he cool? <laughs> so, Miles, I have a question for you. In a, You saw this in a movie theater, as everyone did. When was the last time you heard cheers in an audience about stuff happening on screen? Oh, it's been a bit, honestly, because I've seen I've only seen a handful of of movies since the theaters opened back up. Um, No one's cheering during Halloween kills. Um, Shang-Chi was was excellent, but no one was like, I think, you know, but but as far as like cheers, as far as like this is a, an audience participation kind of thing. No, it's been a long time. And there were so many moments that just got I mean, even if it was just two people going, yes. Yeah. Like th- there so, was there was a lot of this in this film. My theater was extremely vocal in this film. And the Charlie Cox Daredevil appearance was the first of many, many. So. Of course, the spell Doctor Strange uh, does the spell. The spell breaks down as Peter starts adding in more and more things and they have to contain the spell. But as part of the spell, it backfires and. Enemies from other universes that know. Who that Peter Parker is Spider-Man start appearing in. Tom Holland's universe. And this is all known from the trailers. You've got Otto Octavius played by Alpha Merlina. You've got uh, Norman Osborn as the Green Goblin. You've got uh, Kurt Connors uh, fr- and uh, and Jamie Foxx as Electro and all of these things that when they all show up, because they all these guys show up in like the first 20, 30 minutes of the movie. I'm thinking, wow, that's wild. Because, you know, they're going to fight at the end. So what's up with like they're introducing these guys early and they're all like contained. But this is where this movie surprises me again. The goal of this movie. Is not to fight the bad guys. The goal of the movie is to save the bad guys. (laughs) I honestly. I almost choked up when Pete when resilient Peter Parker Pure heart, Peter Parker. This movie gets to the heart 
of what Spider-Man represents, what Spider-Man means to people, and who Spider-Man is. And that kid from Queens who doesn't want to punch these guys, he wants to save them. And I think that's so beautiful, and I love it so very much. It, it is spectacular, and he is, of course, bolstered by Aunt May and, and her Feast organization, which Feast was in this movie. Feast is in the, the Spider-Man PS4 video game. I don't know it's in the comics how it's in the comics, too. I assumed it yeah. had to be, but... I was really, really wishing we would get some hint of uh, Martin Lau. The negative man, because yeah. he's the one who uh, op or owned Feast, I think. And he's also utilized in the PS4 Spider-Man in a similar fashion. And I I was kind of hoping to see something somewhere, you know, that they could, they could bring out. But, you know, I. There are also so many so many things happen in this movie, like having a cameo of another Spider-Man character probably isn't necessary. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I mean, honestly. Yeah, it is. There's some other cameos in here that work really well, because uh, oh, I, I, I agree. And who's who's to say that, like, he 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 doesn't appear, you know, what what's so funny to me is that one of Spider-Man's big time bad guy organizations has been the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. And we only have five. <laughs> we have five bad guys. <laughs> it's <laughs> and it's like I was counting on a sixth to show well, up at some point. Technically, kind of six. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. So yeah. <laughs> just to speed through the plot, because honestly, there's just moments I want to talk about. Um, the I love uh, a John Favreau returning as Happy. Uh, happy uh, uh, Hogan is that his last name? Happy Hogan, yeah. Uh, in, I almost want to say Happy Madison, yeah, <laughs> which is Adam Sandler's production company. Totally different movie. Uh, he's always fantastic. I'm glad that he got took the time out from saving Star Wars to to appear in this movie, uh, uh, or helping to save Star Wars because Dave Filoni's in there too. Star Wars doesn't need saving, but that's a conversation for another day. <sighs> anyway, <clears throat> I saw that last one. Anyway, yeah, great. <laughs> Um, come at me bro I saw, I, I saw that starfighter salute <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh but going to happy's apartment and spending time in happy's apartment and then bringing all of the bad guys to happy's apartment is so much fun i love it so much to have <laughs> dr octopus and and green goblin and the, the lizard well, the lizard stays in the truck outside but electro and all of these things uh just to, to take them to try to use stark technology to save them from themselves uh is just well, a- and, and, and what's great especially for otto and for um norman is they're they're from early 2000s like the the time difference is still there. So they're being pulled in from their time and space. So seeing all of this high tech, which is not present in <laughs> yeah. in the original Spider-Man movies or even really in the uh, the amazing Spider-Man movies, they're very impressed by all of this stuff. I mean, Electro can t- says that he can feel he can sense power. Because he senses uh, Tony's. A little little tiny arc reactor, the same thing that Tony had in his chest for years. He's he's puts puts on everything. I also love and they start doing this is they start doing the callbacks to 
moments of iconic villain speeches like the power of the sun, the palm of my hand, or, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. I yes. was so happy that that when, line was in there. So when <laughs> when Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn said the line, I'm something of a scientist myself, that was another cheers in the audience moment in my theater. It was perfect, 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 perfect. Uh, yeah, and this this movie, so a lot, a lot of people... Not many, because this movie has very, very high marks across the board. There are there are some people who talk about fan service as if it's a bad thing. Uh, fan service can be a great thing, especially if it if it enhances the storytelling experience of the viewer and of the story itself. And so for them to call back to Spider-Man one, because this this is all about the legacy of we don't know this yet, but it's all about the legacy of what Spider-Man means. And so you got to have these great moments. Plus it's been a meme for years and it's, and it's done so well because Willem Dafoe gives like, he didn't phone this in at all. He gives no. such a tremendous performance as the haunted Norman, as the evil Norman. He's so good. I was expecting Alfred Molina to have the best performance of the villains uh, because he did so good in, in Spider-Man two. He did a little more scenery chewing than I expected him to do in this movie. But Willem Dafoe and Willem Dafoe succeeds in destroying the Green Goblin mask so that he's just that's his face doing all the work, which Willem Dafoe well, should that, have he's just in been. a green and purple outfit. So it's got a little bit more of that classic Goblin look. But I do I do take issue uh, with the comment about Melina, because the moment when. Peter fixes Alfred or Doc Ock's uh, neural transmitter so that it blocks out the the voices from the tentacles. His moment of clarity is absolutely heartbreaking. It's. Oh, it, it, like to me, that's scenery chewing in the best way, because he just knocks oh, that out. Let, of the me, park. let me rephrase. Once he's. Otto Octavius again. It's brilliant and beautiful. As Doc Ock fighting Peter, like there, there's some really, some really interesting things they're doing. Like, uh, we, we when when he and and Peter are fighting before they, he gets he gets captured by the Doctor Strange box or Doctor Strange thing that he's doing. When he steals the 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 nanite suit from Peter and his arms get all red. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I like this. But then Peter <laughs> takes over his arm. <laughs> Peter pairs it as if it's an eye device. So great. It's, it's so, so great. It's so perfect. I, I, I personally like him hamming it up when he's contained and just being this grouchy old bad guy. I think it's really fun, but I can also see it not working for some folks. And uh, we should also say Thomas Hayden Church uh, back. At least his voice is back. <laughs> I don't think he was actually on set ever as the Sandman. Yeah, he was. They Remember when he's when he's turned human, he's he's there. Oh, I just I, I read a thing where uh, where he was not on set for most of the movie. He was just on. Oh, set. what? It's just the CGI. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's true. But. uh, It's just OK, so. Of course, things are going a little too well. We got to get some of that Parker luck going on. And, oh, yeah. Uh, turns out old Norman ain't exactly been old Norman. He's been the Green Goblin pretending. And he betrays everybody, talks everybody into things. He throws Doc Ock out a window. He gives Electro's powers back. Everybody else kind of freaks out. And, uh, and he and Pete fight 
hard. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that he's been pretending. I think it's that, you know, it's, again, that that issue with control that Norman has. It's the Jekyll and Hyde thing. So I think they're there that ge- that Norman was genuinely there for a good chunk of it. You know, I, I, I guess I, I think I think you're right about that based on the ending of the movie. But uh... so I do like that we get to see the real effect of the Goblin Serum because he is Peter's basically fighting a Kryptonian when he's fighting Norman. He is getting messed up. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, tombstoned through entire floors messed up. <laughs> Messing up um, other that's, people's that's a, apartments. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a great set piece. It's good to have some some carnage and it sets up. No, carnage the, isn't in this movie. Shut up. Um, <laughs> it, it sets up Peter's because we the entire time that we have been with peter parker since his very beginning in civil war we actually don't know what happened to uncle ben we have seen and from from the way things roll out it doesn't seem to be tragic in turn outside of the fact that you know his his uncle passed away his guardian passed away it doesn't seem to have been a it peter's fault as it has been with spider-man's past yeah, they, they they after after the Raimi movies, then suddenly going into the amazing movies, uh, they chose not to show any of we know that he got bit by a spider. We don't know the yes. context of it. We don't know anything else. They uh, did what I've been wanting them to do with Batman for years. No, I can't, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see the 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 pearls at the ground in March. It's gonna I don't be great. think it's going to happen. Oh, he might have anyway, he any, anyway, movie, he still filmed it. Um. <laughs> this film sets up. Tom Holland's characters, Uncle Ben moment, and it fits this specific character so well. It also comes as a great shock to the audience, and she is able to get out the line with great power comes great responsibility without it seeming cheesy or stupid or tired. And to me, that is a bigger win than almost anything else in this movie, because the line with great power comes great responsibility is almost comically known as a Spider-Man line. Yeah. And, and, and hers, the is, the, can, hers is the original must also come. Right. Uh, and wh- the fact that she's able to one that Marissa Tomei delivers that with which perfection but the fact they're able to set up a scene in which that works so well and then has an excellent like what's the word i'm looking for uh not resolution but a callback later in the film it it's just oh it's so good and it is it is heart-wrenching to lose aunt may especially because we because where where we get in in previous Spider-Man tales, we get P- Uncle Ben dying because of something that 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 Peter has done. What we have in Tom Holland Spider-Man is six movies of him being influenced by Aunt May and doing things like working for Feast and appearing at things, and she is the one that has talked to him into saving these bad guys instead of just sending them back to their own universes where they are destined to die there. 
she is the one doing that. And to lose her in this moment, but to have some of her final words be that that iconic Spider-Man line that hits so hard. Mm -hmm. It works so well. We didn't have an origin story for Spider-Man before. This is Spider-Man's origin story. This is that secret con because, you know, I have been very anti origin story in a lot of ways with with Spider-Man. But the fact that this has essentially been a a six movie origin story for (laughs) Spider-Man is honestly mind blowing. And that you take this moment. People are crying in my theaters and good tears this and good. And I mean, and real tears this time because they don't know that Aunt May is going to be back in a movie later on this year. Like when people, when he, when Spider-Man got dusted uh, in the last, in, in, in Infinity oh, I, War. I, I, I think Aunt May's gone. Oh, Aunt May's definitely gone. But that they could go from that scene to laugh out loud, fall out of your chair, hilarity. In the very next scene. Mm-hmm. That. Is where this movie also succeeds. <laughs> because Spider-Man may be down on his luck. But he's always got a, a good. A, a, a good sense about him eventually. This is where we have to talk about the biggest spoilers. The, the biggest, deepest, darkest secret that nobody actually believed was get, wasn't going to happen. Uh, but the way they get to it is not at all surprising. You know who's about to be in this movie when it starts to happen. You know it. But even though you know it, and you know it, when it happens, cheers from the audience. And that's when Ned, who has stolen Doctor Strange's magic ring, and realizes he can do magic, I need to find Peter. Who walks through? My man, Andrew. Andrew Garfield is Peter Parker. <laughs> I flipped out when I saw him because so this is what I'm going to talk about. I. I love Andrew Garfield as an actor, and I loved him as Spider-Man. Uh, I loved him from even the beginning stuff when he came out at Comic-Con and waited in line in a Spider-Man costume, like a cheap Walmart Spider-Man costume, took off his mask and said, I've been uh I've loved Spider-Man since I was nine years old and had this whole story about being bullied as a kid and how Spider-Man reading Spider-Man comics helped him deal with it. And I loved his portrayal as Spider-Man. I know some people thought he was a little too old to be Peter, um, but it didn't. I mean, he didn't bother me. He's he's my age. Uh, I I, I, let me look up how what what his birthday is, because I'm sure we are like in. in... (sighs) Yeah. I'll, I'll refer you to Saved by the Bell. Like this stuff happens. Yeah, um, uh, he is literally uh, just under a year older than me. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I, they probably should have made him either a senior in high school or a freshman at Empire State U. Uh, yeah, and he, no one would have had a problem with him. He was 30 years old playing teenage Peter Parker. That's and I know that well, happens. The, the problem was he was supposed to play like sophomore Peter Parker. Yeah. But again, I, I loved him in the role. And I really felt for him because he talked about how he got this massive depression after the second one because just people. And this happens for whatever reason. No one blames the writers or Mark Webb. They blamed Mark Webb is the director of the film. 
They blamed Andrew Garfield. This happened to Brandon Ralph the same way. And it sucks because, and the same with Brandon Ralph. Brandon Ralph gave a great performance for a not great movie. He's a wonderful Superman, and I'm glad that the CW has allowed him to showcase what a great superhero he can and, be. And much like Brandon Ralph has talked about how getting to do that, the, those moments on the CW gave him closure for his time yes. as Superman. Andrew oh, Garfield. to see him in the Kingdom Come outfit. Oh, man, it was so great. <laughs> Andrew Garfield as as his Spider-Man in this movie is maybe my favorite thing about this movie. Oh, it, it's absolutely. I feel like the writers also believe that Andrew Garfield was unjustly maligned, aligned, be, unjustly maligned because they wrote him as a middle child in, in terms of what a middle child typically represents, what, how they act. And so he's this insecure and he wants to be loved. And there's, there's so much anger and rage from his experiences. And they're able to do that in this middle ch child metaphor so well. But when he walked through that portal, I, I just, flipped out it was because another cheers in the audience moment baby i i just didn't know like i i wanted them to have cameos but like the one thing and, and they were really good at keeping this this all on 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 lockdown because i definitely didn't expect these these people to have a major role in the film now that is another thing i did not i expected Oh, we're here to help. And they participate in the last battle and that's it. But no, they are no, in they're this it. movie. <laughs> and then and what's wild and, and this is what I'm so interested. In. I wish we had maybe some younger listeners or a co-star who was like 10 years younger than us for the sole purposes. I, so the first time I saw this movie, uh, I was seated next to we have we have, um, you know, you you pay for your, your specific seats. And there was an entire family that was sitting next to me, or, or I think there was a chair between me and the, the first person. And the, the one sitting closest to me couldn't have been more than 17 years old. And when Ned brings up the second portal after one of the funniest scenes in the movie, which we'll get to in a second, <laughs> I just I could hear this kid whispering, Toby, 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 Toby. And I'm just like, what do you know about Toby Maguire? <laughs> uh, so these movies have persisted in a way that I just didn't realize. It's not that I don't think that kids haven't watched these movies. Of course, they have their, their superhero movies. But to see the fact that these movies, probably their parents gave it to them when they were you know younger as a, as a movie to watch. They also grew up with Toby Maguire and. The excitement people got by seeing both of those Spider-Men in, <laughs> in Ned's grandma's apartment, <laughs> which which honestly, um, I want to say superhero all star award goes to Ned's grandma. Ned's who grandma, is, who's like, can you get that that cobweb while you're up there? Beautiful. Come on. So they make they make Andrew Garfield prove that he's Peter Parker and he he does. He, he jumps up. And attached himself to the ceiling, but just with one hand. And they're like, no, nah, that's not enough. Crawl around. 
And then <laughs> that's grandma's like, can you get that cobweb in the corner while you're up there? <laughs> Which, by the way, what a perfect, hilarious thing for a spider based hero yes, to have to it, clean up. It works then, on so many levels. And then the the excellent extra where Toby Maguire's Peter Parker comes in and he's not wearing a Spider-Man suit and they have a little. You know, they have a little, little draw, <laughs> a little draw, a little Peter Tingle uh, as they sense each other, uh, which I love that they call it the, the Peter Tingle still. I, in the I do, too, because they because they, I think I think um, I think is it Ned or is it uh, MJ to ask if they have the tingle yeah, and they they, they don't they because I think they both said spider sense in their own movies. But I, I like that. They, I, I'm with you. I like that they call it the, the tingle. The Peter Tingle is the best <laughs> little joke so of the weird. MCU. But they they shoot webs at each other, and then what do they have to do? They have to clean up the webs again. It is just <laughs> a little so just great. sugar on top of that whole scene, and 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 you've got this hilarity. You've got MJ throwing bread at Andrew Garfield to try to get it. <laughs> like it's bread. It's oh yeah, because he, he's, he's like, it's, that's not going to set it off. It's it's bread. <laughs> It's so very funny. And, and and that you go from that and all of that. So you've had Aunt May just died brutally killed by the Green Goblin. To this hysterical moment of these two Spider-Men meeting the best friends of the other Spider-Man to then figuring out that they know where Peter is and they find him on the roof of the school just sobbing. And not knowing what to do. And then the spiders, all three meeting and them finishing the iconic line of Aunt May's last words. And they have this this revelatory moment between the three of them. And all of a sudden, even though they are technically the same person in different iterations, they have this bond as brothers that lasts throughout the rest of the film. And I hope more films because I want to see more of this trio together at some point. It is just perfect. Yeah, I. So <sighs> I, I, while I would call this movie hashtag justice for Andrew, uh, this is also a great closure for Toby Maguire. And when he comes in, you know, people are obviously very excited, but he's got. I feel like the, I feel like Toby probably just couldn't stop smiling, you know, because he he comes in kind of seemingly knowing kind of what's up because he's just like, hey, guys. And um, then when after they kind of pull Peter out, of, uh, well, after they pull Tom Holland out of his funk and resolve to fix all of the bad guys who have escaped. I love the fact that this whole scene in like a high school lab of all three Peters working together is phenomenal. And you get some of the best lines. Uh, it's all three Peters working together, doing their science thing, which is something yep. that they don't often give Peter a chance to do in these movies. And I'm talking about yep. all all Raimi's three and and. Andrews too, and 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 Tom and, Holland. In the, in the first Amazing Spider-Man, they give Andrew a little bit more. You get you get to see him make his web shooters and stuff because you know with with Toby they kind of shortchanged him because oh they're organic web shooters. Oh, which I mean, which comes into play in the absolute best way. 
And we're back to laughing hysterically <laughs> because, yeah, he uh, they talk about needing to, like, uh, make sure they've got their their web fluid filled. And Toby's confused. Like, what are you guys talking about? And what do you mean what we're talking about? And he then flips out his his little uh, he flicks his wrist and you, they, you see it come out of his arm. And both of them are like, whoa, it's such a pure it, reaction does it, from those two. Does it come out of anywhere else? <laughs> that's not not till later but i i i was so happy that the writers were smart enough to know that a 17 year old boy and friend would want to know if it came out of anywhere else of course they also have the greatest moment when ned is doing some research and calls out to peter and then they all look up <laughs> and and they do the 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 spider-man point meme which is another fun fun thing in that i love this movie so much i cannot wait to own this movie and watch it again and again um oh yeah i mean because this leads to obviously three spider-man and you get this great shot of them all landing on the statue of liberty to do a little pose because you gotta have that you got to give the people what they want. So you get this great pose of the three generations of Spider-Man together. And you get this wonderfully choreographed final battle between Spider-Man and every villain in in Spider-Man's of Spider-Man's past, with the exception of Peter's or sorry, Peter's it's Tom Holland's too. <laughs> we, we we should also talk about the 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 hilarious moments between these three spiders that happen uh toby spider a little a little older needs to have his back cracked in order to to get a little work out a little oh, kink <laughs> great reference to spider-man 2 great reference to his age but not as cool as uh, cool is the wrong word but not as great as when before they go into the final battle Andrew and and Tom are already in their Spider-Man clothes, but but Toby's been, you know, regular streetwise <laughs> Peter Parker <laughs> and, and Andrew Garfield's like, uh, so do you have a costume or are you going to rock that cool youth pastor look? It's so perfect. It's so I would not be surprised if Andrew Garfield came up with that line on set, but it is it is. A funny, hilarious moment because he's wearing like a hoodie and it's it's so funny. Yeah, it's kind of, it's like a it's it's got like he's got like a, a hoodie but oh, like a leather jacket over kind of look. And I mean, it's ve- it is very like cool youth pastor two thousand and six. But, but it is also exactly the kind of line that Andrew Garfield Spider Man would come up with, like knives my only weakness that we brought up in talking about his movies at the very beginning of this episode, but. Speaking of of lines that 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 just happened naturally on the set, there is a moment where the 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 spiders are are talking before they go to their plan, and hilariously they decide who's Peter one and Peter two and Peter three and Andrew is Peter three, which is just funny. Um, but uh, but but Andrew Garfield Spider Man just says, uh, "I love you guys." And that so was pure. That was so pure. And it was not in the script. That is something he just did on set in that scene. And it worked because it because you see this character and we learn 
for the 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 aftermath of 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 his Peter and what has been going on, he has been in a dark place. He right, ha- because we- this this in continuity takes place after Amazing Spider-Man Two, and he has not gotten over the death of Gwen Stacy. And uh, which is one of the most iconic Spider-Man moments. Um, one yep. that uh, the one that 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 uh, uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man he didn't have a Gwen Stacy. He had a, he had a Mary Jane. And oh, uh, he had a Gwen Stacy. Was she in Spider Man Three? Bryce Dallas Howard. Was she in Spider Man Three. Yeah, ah, I forgot about that. Did Tom Holland dance in this movie? I forgot if Tom Holland danced in this movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> I I, I kind of wanted a dance. I kind of wanted like someone to do a little like, oh yeah, figure it out and do a little dance, and and for Toby to be like, no, no, <laughs> that I think that probably would have been a little too thick, but I think that would have been very very funny. But but there the but this this final ba- battle as they have set up this plan to 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 heal all of the 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 bad guys as they all kind of fight. Um, it just it it it's beautiful because you see them all working individually and not really meshing together and getting hit and getting hurt, and not really saving the day. But they have this this realization and they start working as a team and you just, you feel it. You feel them working as a team and, and working together. After a, a funny joke about, wait, you guys don't have the Avengers. Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> I'm an Avenger. It's like, Oh, that's great. What is that? <laughs> is that a, are you in a band? <laughs> uh, Earth's mightiest heroes. <laughs> just, there's so many uh, so many fantastic moments in this in this movie but but i i have to i have to go ahead and talk about the most meaningful moment in this movie for me and the okay. the redemption moment for a character uh because we've talked about andrew garfield's spider-man and as part of this final battle we should also mention that ned and mj are as a part of the the team as well they're supposed to throw things through a portal and close the portal and unfortunately their portal they they ned knows how to open a portal doesn't know how to close one and mj gets knocked off the side of the statue of liberty and you see just flat in a flash andrew garfield spider-man diving off he does not throw a web to catch her because he knows <laughs> no. not to do that. And he just he is trying to get to her so fast and he grabs her and, and, and webs up and asks, are you OK? And she says, yeah. And he pulls his mask off and the welling tears under his eyes. Give him another movie. <laughs> because she goes are you and he he i'm I'm gonna be perfectly honest almost every time that andrew garfield had a moment i was fighting back tears and the first time i saw this movie i was just i lost at that i have wanted him to have this closure for a decade i loved the amazing spider-man movies i loved andrew garfield and so for him to get this moment for that character to get to have that moment where he didn't lose i think is going to i i I, i'm hoping the positive response to this movie 
And the fact that Garfield can probably still do this for, I would say, at least a couple more years. I hope that the the fan, the fan middle is 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 buzzing that. We will get Venom versus Spider-Man, but it will be Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. And there are rumors. We will talk about these rumors. I I just have to say, I just have to say. Andrew Garfield is in the time since the amazing Spider-Man 2, he has grown as an actor tremendously. He has an Oscar. He's always a great actor, but but he's even better now. He has an Oscar nomination for Hacksaw Ridge. He just two days ago won the Golden Globe for Tick, Tick, Boom, and he is tremendous in Tick, Tick, Boom. Tremendous. I highly, highly recommend you uh, watch uh, Never Let Me Go from right before. Well, I guess it was around the same time he was cast as Spider-Man. It's a British dystopian kind of... It's it's science fiction, but not. But it's by uh, it's written by Alex Garland, who wrote uh, 20 Days Later, Dread, Ex Machina. You know, a couple of flicks. Yeah, well, but, but he's he, he's he's done. He's so, tremendous in it. He's done so many amazing things. Lately, like he's in the he's in the the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker movie that's out right now. Like the dude mm-hmm. is he's ex- he's excellent in that. He's the dude is working, um, but yeah. We should talk about the, some of the other moments in this, and then we'll talk about what happens next, because I have hopes. I have sincere, sincere hopes. Um, basically, the heroes are about to save the day. Something bad happens. And then the next moment, and the moment that I also, again, so many of these moments are cheers in the theater. And the moment when Doc Ock comes to join the spiders and help save the day because he was saved all along. Cheers in that theater. Oh, and then gets to say once more, the power of the sun, the palm of my hand. I love this movie so much. Um, Also, if you want to see some really fun, young Andrew Garfield, the, uh, two-parter from the third series of the revival of Doctor Who Daleks in Manhattan evolution of the Daleks is a ton of fun I forgot that was him oh yeah yeah. it's right before he really broke out and and that happened in that show a lot there was a lot of people who were either breaking out or about to break out I mean you get Simon Pegg Tony Head you got a lot of people Simon Pegg had already broken Tony Head had already broken they were they were doing the rounds but but uh, but Karen well, Tony Gill- Head's kind of like he takes we can get now. Karen Gillan was in that show twice before she was uh, in the MCU. <laughs> uh, Nebula in the MCU. Um, yep. Yeah, no, she, she was in the show for several seasons. Yeah, but she was um, she was a a bit character in the. She the, was a bit character before the yes. fires of Pompeii with uh, the actor who going to play Peter Capaldi going to play the twelfth Doctor. But we're not talking about that. Emilio, we're still talking about Spider-Man and we kind of we we have to talk about the the I just wanted to I I really I just wanted to gush about Andrew Garfield because I feel like 
he's having a moment right now with with his Golden Globe win, with everyone seemingly be really behind him with his portrayal of the amazing Spider-Man and the fact that Tobey Maguire calls him amazing. It's uh, uh, I need to hear you say it, he says. I need to hear you say it. And he doesn't say it. He doesn't say it back because it, he hasn't felt it yet. And this is all right before that saving MJ moment. Ah! But this is where we have to talk about the end of this movie. Uh, yes. we, we have to talk about while all this is going down, Tom Holland, Peter is doing some of his best work fighting the Green Goblin. Oh, absolutely. Why? Because his because he sees the the man that's killed Aunt May, he sees he almost kills the Green Goblin, but he's stopped by his his spider brothers. And then we think he's going to do it again as he breaks away from them, but he hits Norman with the cure. And saves him. It's just that's Aunt May's lesson. That's the lesson. That's the Spider-Man lesson. And if only that was the end of the movie where we might end on a happy, hopeful note. But no, the spell is breaking down. Doctor Strange can't hold it together. And he has and and Peter has to make uh, um, a move. And he tells Doc to. To do the spell, to make everyone forget. And. That's what happens. We have a world that remembers Spider-Man, but does not remember Peter Parker. His best friends. This is where things get get interesting to me because of little moments. But. You know, Happy doesn't remember who he is at Aunt May's grave, but he knows that Aunt, he and Aunt May knew each other through Spider-Man. MJ and Ned get into to MIT that they were struggling to get into because of their association with Spider-Man at the beginning of the movie, and they don't remember him, yet MJ is still wearing the Black Lotus necklace that Peter gave her in Far From Home. Peter that and their, the, the tearful goodbye that he, he gives MJ is, is so good. Oh, it's so good. And we end the movie with Tom Holland's Peter Parker in a one bedroom crappy little apartment. There's a sewing machine. It honestly looks at the, the, the Spider-Man PS4 apartment. Yeah, it does. I thought, I thought for a second that the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the superintendent was the one from Tobey Maguire's movies, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't catch that. Oh, that'd be so funny. But, uh, and we see him putting on this raggedy, costume which in a way doesn't make sense because he still had the really nice stark technology costume at the end of the movie but you know whatever um and jumping out the window and running across ready to ready for action and we have our spider-man origin story and complete reset in a way that is as hopeful as it is absolutely heartbreaking but also pure pure spider-man yeah i I, you know it's so funny because the 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 spider-man costume is has been so designable there have been so many variations from none of the movies until recently quite getting the comic book look right 
And this one, you know, did to a lot of degrees, but, you know, had its own little flair. And I really appreciate that, you know, at the end of this movie, we see him with a sewing machine. He's homemade his own costume. And so you get this classic looking Spider-Man outfit. And I didn't really think that would affect me as much as it did. But because they built up this character the way they did, and that this is the true coming out of Spider-Man, it just hit me a certain way. And and this is honestly probably one of my favorite superhero films. It's it's fantastic. It is my favorite live action Spider-Man film. I still love Into the Spider-Verse just slightly more. Um, I mean, they're all I mean, I mean it, for my money. And I'm not I'm going to say with the exception of Spider-Man 3, I, I can probably enjoy in some capacity or at least be entertained by any Spider-Man movie. For sure. Totally, 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 totally. But. Uh, I, I adored this movie so much. It is it is the live action Spider-Verse that I wanted. Like I it. it I knew they were going to have Tobey Maguire, at least his voice and Andrew Garfield, at least his voice as three CGI Spider-Man flip around the Statue of Liberty. But. They were such a part of the movie and. And just part of the heart of the movie in a way that I did not expect. I Mm -hmm. love it, love it, love it. The world loves it. It's got like a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes on the reviewer score and an even higher one on the audience score. I have not been to a movie that has had so many cheers and tears in the audience since Avengers Endgame. <laughs> but I would argue that the 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 cheers were louder and the tears were deeper in this movie than in that movie. I adored this movie. I mean, the, the end game did have some some pretty great tier moments, and I love you 3000 is a, a pretty big one on your um, left. On your left is one of the biggest years I've ever heard in a. In a movie theater, uh, as all of the heroes come out from all the well, portals. That, or, you know, Cap getting both Mjolnir and the shield uh, and, and Avengers assemble like all of that yeah. is all of that's I great. Mean, the, 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 all we're, of that's we're, great. We're talking about some but, excellent, excellent movies, but. But but you 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 you, all of those are great, but you give me. Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man having to prove he's Spider-Man by crawling on the ceiling and cleaning up a cobweb. (laughs) And you give me, are you okay? Yeah, are you? I mean, these are fantastic moments, and this is where. I want to talk about. The post credit sequence. So the post credit sequence works best if you have seen Venom Let There Be Carnage, because which, which I have not, but I got spoiled on what its post credit sequence was. <laughs> well, but that, that movie ends with them basically drinking in Mexico and then waking up kind of hungover and realizing oh, we're not in the same room that we were in. Because this movie takes place concurrently with no uh no way home and at the end of venom venom is put into the mcu and this entire time that the movie's been happening 
Eddie Brock has been at the bar being explained what this universe is, is all about. Be, be, and he's very, being very served, drunk. Being served by a football is life from Ted Lasso. <laughs> yes. And I love that that venom, the, the venom symbiote goes, Eddie, we are drunk. <laughs> it is, it is important. It is also important to note. And what, one of the best lines from that movie earlier from from this movie earlier in when when the three Peters are talking about their experiences and and Tom Holland's Peter is talking about how he went to space and all of this stuff. And like Andrew Garfield's like, you went to space, all this stuff. And Toby comes back with, I fought an alien symbiote once (laughs) and I want to fight an alien symbiote. And this is, yeah, that's that's see, I love, I love when they're trading little stories like that. It's it's amazing. But, but this is where the rumor mill starts. This is where the 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 Garfield assance can begin because almost immediately and with no foundation, this is all fan rumor right now. That Venom 3 is going to be Eddie Brock going to his version of New York City and encountering his version of Spider-Man, which will be Tom Holland Spider-Man. I don't know if it, I, I I would say with no reason, because in the Morbius trailer, which well, takes place. They'll, uh, they'll at also, some point, let me also talk about Morbius. I'll, you go ahead and say your piece, because I have I have a take there on Morbius is too. a picture of Spider-Man on a wall somewhere that's got the spray paint murderer on it. The only Spider-Man. To really have that accusation is Andrew because he talks about it. He talks about how he he stopped throwing his punches. But and that he he implies that he did some stuff that he's not proud of. So I I hear that. I definitely hear that. But I have two other things to say. First off, there is another Spider-Man that has been called a murderer. It's Tom Holland Spider-Man well, from yes, murdering Mysterio. That, 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 that's true, but, but not not within the context of the new continuity. So, I mean, they were still. I mean, J. Jonah Jameson still called Spider-Man a murderer at, at the end of the at the end of No Way Home. Uh, it, it the weird thing though is that in the Morbius trailer, you see this picture of Spider-Man with murderer sprayed across it. The picture of Spider-Man in the poster is Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, which is weird. But Michael Keaton's character also shows up in that trailer. So it's like, what is going on? Well, so here's the thing. Here's my theory is that maybe part of this movie happens. Like during No Way Home. It could. We don't know yet. Because here's because one of the one of the agents (laughs) talks about that weird stuff in San Francisco. Which is where Venom Venom took place. place. And here and there's which which where Venom takes place makes sense because Morbius and Venom are both Sony wholly done movies where No Way Home was a co Disney Marvel Studios co Sony picture. But Morbius is supposed to come out this month. Morbius has been pushed back to April. Because yep. they don't want it compete, quote, competing with Spider-Man. 
Seems AKA, like a, they want to they want to add something. They want to add some Spider-Mans to this movie, and I am all for it. You give me if I hear that there is a Spider-Man in Morbius, I am way more interested in seeing Morbius, and I am way more interested in that if it is Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I mean, I've I've enjoyed the Morbius character, but so here's the thing: is it can't be Tony Hawk, it can't be Tom Holland because we see him get zapped out of that universe, leaving a piece of symbiote behind, which is great because it sets up the possibility of okay, you can still have a Venom in Tom Holland's Spider-Man. You can still have Spider-Man fight Venom there if you ever need to. Sure. But what's weird, the weirdest choice for me. And I feel like because I think this is definitely pandemic effects. The 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 last post credit sequence is literally the trailer for Doctor Strange 2. Multiverse of madness, they call it. Yes. And I was honestly a little thrown off by that. I, I'll be honest with you, Miles. I saw that and they flashed to uh, a a villa that looked like it was in upstate New York. And I flipped out for a hot second before I realized that it was just where wherever Wanda was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought, the X mansion. It's not the X mansion. At least maybe it's not. Um, yeah, no, we'll no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not flying that flag just yet. <laughs> but but yeah, I. I, I was a little I'm not disappointed. Disappoint is a strong word because when I saw it, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see this movie. But of course, like four days later, they put it out on YouTube as the official trailer for Doctor Strange 2, because, you know, as if we weren't smart enough to figure out, that's exactly what they did. I, w- I would imagine because everything had been slightly delayed, they maybe didn't have uh, a second scene that they really wanted to, it's to do. Also, and, it's also and, not and the first fine. time. It's not the first time they've done this. They did that with uh, with Civil War. They they put. A, they? Yeah, because it was the scene with that happens in the movie with. uh falcon and winter soldier in that like back room and they did that uh, i forget what movie it was at the back end of but it was just a scene from the next movie it wasn't like anything else but it's a scene that oh, yeah, actually they'll, they'll do scenes and stuff like that i mean that's that's not crazy this but... was just the trailer and you know what i'm fine with that uh and, and it, it is funny though that because i keep forgetting that sam raimi director of spider-man one two and three uh, the the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies <laughs> is directing uh, Multiverse of Madness. And I have to rem- I keep reminding myself of that because I keep forgetting that that's who's doing that. Um, but. Uh, yeah, Miles. This movie was awesome. Yeah, it's a blast. I mean, we've been raving about it for the last what hour. Um Drew Drew foolhardly was like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll only have 20 minutes of stuff to talk about. I'm like, nah, now we won't. You you get you get us started talking about something we're passionate about and something we love and we will go into it. And this movie, I mean, we're kind of still in a golden age of comic book movies. I know I know that people talk about superhero fatigue and all that stuff. I'm not sure that's going to necessarily exist. I think, you know, a genre has been established and yeah, it might cool off for a little bit, but. These movies are are a genre of their own now, and I definitely think in terms of everything, in terms of the, the special effects, in terms of the acting, in terms of the emotional weight, in terms of what it does for the fans of the genre, this movie is 
the cream of the crop. It's one of one of the best examples. And yes, I I can already hear some people be like, well, you have to watch so many movies to sure. Yeah, That's you have fine. to watch so many care. movies to to get into this movie. That's the MCU, baby. You had to watch five movies to get into Avengers. You had to watch 12 movies to get to Avengers 2. You had to watch 36 movies to get to Endgame. This is the world we live in. Well, that that it's like it's not a big deal. Like, even if you didn't, even if you didn't watch all the other Spider-Man movie. Still the context and the delivery of everything that happens in this movie still carry the weight that you can be affected by it. And, and I stand by that. Like it does, you don't have to have seen the other five Spider-Man movies before Tom Holland to, to enjoy this or to get it. Yeah. I am just glad that we now have in, in the two big comic book movie like franchises uh, or comic book movie uh, companies, DC and Marvel multiverses are now not a thing to be feared, but a thing to be embraced and loved. Mm -hmm. And, and, and we have on the DC side, there's so much random nonsense about to happen that I cannot wait for the next big Marvel movie is literally called multiverse of madness. I'm here for it because the 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 audience confusion excuse for why they never did multiverses before never held water for me. Uh, so I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. And that is the end of this chapter. Miles, next week, we need to talk about it. Yes. Yeah, so uh, next week we are we are continuing the Spoiler City with another big release from the winter. And this one is going to be interesting because I feel like Drew and I might have differing opinions on it. Oh, we and definitely that do. Is gonna, <laughs> that is going to be the Matrix Resurrections. Oh, baby. It's been 20 years. We got a new Matrix movie. Yeah, I... We'll get into it next next, next week. (laughs) I am excited to get into this, uh, mostly because uh, (laughs) The Matrix is a a very weird property that people have a variety of feelings about. And it'll be interesting because, Drew, I don't think we've ever really had a big conversation about The Matrix other than passing comments and texts before. I'm sure that will all come out next week. Uh, in, in my opinions on on the Matrix movies, because um, I definitely have them and they are varied. Oh, boy. And for for the time being, I know Spider-Man is taking a slight break, although everyone is quick to say that Tom Holland will return as Spider-Man. Uh, John Watts, the director of the Spider-Man home trilogy, is not going to be without a job. He has been selected by HBO Max to do a reboot of the Final Destination franchise. And I am excited about that. Eh. <laughs> you have no sense of fun. Um, no, I so, do, which is why I loved this movie. Uh, yeah, if, if that were true, you would have liked the Final Destination movies, which are so much fun. Uh, well, anyway, so that's it. That's next <laughs> week is the Matrix Resurrections. Um, 
in the meantime yes. if you would like to reach out to us you can find us at the you can email us the nerd at gmail.com that's the nerd at gmail.com you can hit us up on twitter at the nerd and of course facebook.com slash the nerd and until next week gang we end the show as we always do with great power must also come nerd, nerd. out, out.